Hello again. I'm Mark Harry, and thank you for joining me once more as we're going to the army. It really is nice to be able to say a very sincere hello to all listeners for this podcast, the beginning of Series 3 of Going to the Army. When I began this podcast back in July 2013, I never dreamed that the podcast would be listened to all over the world, and the messages and support that I've received from so many of you have kept me going through some hard and difficult days in my own life, and have also followed me through the incredible, exciting changes that have happened in my life over the past few months. More about that later, perhaps. But let's get our feet tapping now to a marvellous march, as always. And this is the first of two marches by Emil Soderstrom that will top and tail this 22nd Going to the Army podcast. Brothers and sisters, I pray that we are all, and always will be, fighting for the Lord. was the Household Troops Band there marching us all into battle with that great march. It was published way back in 1926, and it was a march that the published music tells us was a first prize march. Well, you can certainly hear why, can't you? There's no doubt that the Salvation Army is still marching along in 2015. 
In fact, we recently started the Army's work in Slovakia. That's the 127th country around the world where the Salvation Army now has an active and official presence. But no one would argue that things are easy for any Christian organisation in the 21st century. And in many parts of the world, it might be fair to say that our march at times does resemble something of a limp. So let's use this next item to pray for strength for all those actively involved in the fight. This is the Hendon Band playing Kenneth Downey's Intrada on Regent Square. Let us all pray together the words of the final verse of the song that we associate with that tune. Bless our general, bless our leaders, bless our officers as well. Bless our converts, bless our soldiers, speed the war against sin and hell. Bless our army, bless our army, we will all thy goodness tell. Amen. I was in the earliest days of my years in the singing company when the Sunbury Junior Singers burst onto the scene with their first four LPs. There was all things bright and beautiful with its green-tinged cover and the selection of what we might term today old Sunday school songs. And then there was the follow-up with the baby in the orange jumper on the cover. I wonder if anyone out there knows who he was and where he might be today. There was another with the children on bikes playing in the street and, of course, the Christmas record that featured a little boy and girl looking at a nativity scene. I think it would be fair to me to guess that quite a lot of you listening today had at least some of those albums in your record collection. I'm rather glad that I still do. And here are the Sunbury Junior Singers under the inspired leadership of Major Joy Webb, singing Sing Them Over Again to Me, Wonderful Words of Life. <laughs>
can recall singing that exact same arrangement with my own singing company in Heckman Dwight Corps, where my parents were the COs from 1970 to 1972. Our singing company leader then was Linda Thompson, who I know still listens to this podcast, so hello Linda. And I know it was lovely a few weeks ago when my mum and my sister Ira spent a day with Linda enjoying each other's company and perhaps reminiscing about those good old days. Now most of you know by now that one genre of army music that I really love is the band selection. They're very much out of favour these days and it's not often that something along the lines of His Guardian Care or A Robe of White is published today. But there are some, even if they're not actually called selections very often anymore. This piece I only came across very recently, and you might say that it's more of a medley than a selection, or perhaps a suite. Either way, it's a great piece, and I'm more than happy to be able to play it for you today. Performed here by the Canadian Staff Band on their 1990 CD Sounds of Joy, it's called In His Joyful Service, and maybe you'd like to count the references to songs you can hear throughout the piece as we listen.
was William Broughton's In His Joyful Service and played for us there by the Canadian Staff Band under the baton of Brian Burdett. I wonder how many songs you managed to spot there. I got Redeemed, The Reason, There's Joy in Following, Follow, I Will Follow Thee, Joy, 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 I Am Praying, Pleasure in His Service and For Thine Is the Kingdom. But I reckon I probably missed a few as well. Well, I mentioned earlier on that there have been many changes going on in my life since the last podcast back in April. Gosh, that seems quite a long time ago now, and so much has happened. For anyone who doesn't know, my two younger sons and I have uprooted and moved ourselves away from Portsmouth, where I'd lived for over 31 years, and we've relocated to the beautiful city of Lincoln, where we've been made very welcome by a lovely Salvation Army Corps, And just two weeks ago, on a beautiful sunny September day in this lovely city, I got married to my lovely wife, Sarah. We've also had a new commanding officer at Lincoln, Lieutenant Hugh Dutfield, like myself, a very proud Welshman. And another thing we did over the summer was attend his commissioning in London, along with all the other cadets, including three cadets from Lincoln. In fact, two of those friends, Martin and Vicky Crawford, newly appointed to Salisbury Corps, conducted our wedding. Well, our CO Hugh's lovely wife Ruth had told me several times that her mother, Barbara Spear, for a long, long time of Panath Corps near Cardiff, but now soldiering at Winton in Bournemouth, that she'd started listening to going to the army and was enjoying it. Then last week, as we sat enjoying a social occasion... Oh, okay, it was the rugby. At the quarters, Ruth's mum rang her up on the phone and she was listening to my voice in the background while she was talking to Ruth. Much confusion reigned as Ruth passed the phone to me and Barbara could hear me now in both ears at once. Well, Barbara asked me to play a song that she first sang many years ago when she was just 12 years old, but she hasn't heard now for quite some time. So it's my privilege to play that song and it's performed here by the International Staff Band from their LP, The Valiant Heart. It's Take Up Thy Cross and Follow Me.
Take up thy cross and follow me, I hear the blessed Saviour call. How can I make a lesser sacrifice when Jesus gave his all? I remember recording that song a few years ago at the request of my good friend George Brown when he was leading a meeting using that as his theme. George has been a friend of mine for many years and a great inspiration to me. And he's also a trombone player. So it's quite fitting that the version of the tune that we just listened to was a trombone solo. And the soloist there was Stephen Pearson. The arranger of that solo, and here we have yet another one of those wonderful God incidences that I mention happen so often during the course of making this podcast, was Bill Broughton. And of course, he was also the composer of the previous piece we heard in his joyful service. I love the way these things work. Time to get you all singing again now, and we're going to get led by the ISS this time, but back in the days when they sang under the infectious and enthusiastic leadership of Colonel Norman Bearcroft, reminding us all of the reward we have waiting for us in heaven one day, but not too soon, I hope. Here's They'll Sing a Welcome Home. into the realms of that God incidence again now, and something that I regard as a most remarkable story. When going to the army first started 27 months ago, amongst the first people I heard from were two estranged Salvationists, I hope it's fair to call them that, in Australia. Barry Gott I'd long respected as a great composer and arranger, and Jay Harley was, like me, an officer's kid, but despite her yellow, red and blue blood, she was no longer attending the army regularly. I was most pleased to make their acquaintance, and Jay, of course, later designed the wonderful logo that's used for this podcast. Meanwhile, back in Blighty, I'd been on my own with my three sons for nearly a decade, and I really had no hopes of ever finding a new relationship of my own. But you already know that I was married on the 19th of September, and just a day later than that I was sending my own congratulations to Jay and Barry, who's now the bandmaster at Brisbane City Temple Corps, as they celebrated their own marriage. And the celebrant for that service? Well... 
it was Bill Broughton, who we've now just heard two pieces from in this very podcast. So we must now hear something by Barry. And what better than an Australian band to play it for us? Here are the Melbourne Staff Band with Barry Gott's Swingtime Religion. <laughs> feature what might be termed a major work in each podcast, and mostly these are either brass band pieces or large-scale special pieces that were written for festivals, such as those held at the Royal Albert Hall. Having just moved from a four-bedroomed house into a two-bedroomed flat, I'm rather frustrated that I still have the majority of my Salvation Army history and reference books packed away in storage, so I'm very grateful to several friends for helping me fill in a few gaps while writing this script. Brindley Boone's New Jerusalem was written around 1950, and it was first recorded by Harlesden Songsters on a 78 revolutions per minute record on the Regal Zonophone label back in 1951. It is a large-scale work that's based on verses from the Book of Revelation. I'm not sure there are many other essay works that can claim that. It was also notable for being the first Salvation Army piece to feature Corrick speaking something that Brindley Boone himself referred to in his books as being a very strange new concept for songster leaders all around the army world. Although the piece has faded away from regular usage now, I can recall singing this with massed songsters under the leadership of John Bird in 1984 at a festival of thanksgiving and praise in the old Wesleyan Methodist Central Hall in Portsmouth, a building that's now long demolished itself. But this recording is from the 1965 Centenary Congress and taken from the same LP that features the premiere performance of Ray Edmund Allen's The Holy War. And of course, being from a large festival in the Albert Hall, it features a massive chorus 
which comprised the Songster Brigades of Barking, Bromley, Catford, Croydon, Ealing, Hammersmith, Hanwell, Harlesden, Harrow, Hendon, Ilford, Leighton Buzzard, Leightonstone, Luton, Penge, Southall, Staines, Sutton, Thornton Heath, Twickenham, Walthamstow and Woodgreen. It also featured the International Staff Band and Michael Clack, as ever, at the Grand Organ. So here is New Jerusalem. <laughs>
Another friend I've made through the podcast is Stafe Klepka, principal cornetist of the Amsterdam Staff Band, and he's been a great help to me with information about pieces and composers, a subject he's become an expert on through his research for writing the two volumes of his book, The Golden Pen. That's a book that features short biographies of many Salvation Army composers. Both volumes are available, of course, to purchase, and I've included a link on the podcast homepage at Podomatic, should you wish to do so. And here is Stafe, playing an arrangement by the bandmaster of the Amsterdam staff band, Olaf Rittman. It's a piece I also heard this summer at the Southern School of Christian Arts, where my son Lewis was a delegate guitar teacher and worship leader, and it was played as a solo there by Emily Hickson from Basingstoke Corps. But like I said... Here's Stafe and an arrangement of Pepper Choplin's worship song, We Are Not Alone. On now to an old song with a new tune, and one that's become a very popular addition to the Salvation Army's liturgy over the past 25 years. Chris Mallett's tune has, in fact, just made it into the new tune book that many bands and bandsmen around the world are enjoying getting to know right now. And it truly has brought a new lease of life to Fanny Crosby's ever-popular hymn, To God Be the Glory. Thank you. 
Portsmouth Citadel Songsters there, bringing that song to us from their CD, Melodies from the Heart. Time now for one of those classic band pieces that have been well-loved for generations, and yet still manage to bring blessing and challenge today. The Compassionate Christ was composed by Dean Goffin and published in 1958. This piece was requested by Paul Mason, Now, Paul's another regular listener to the podcast, and he's found great refuge in this piece through many difficult years of health problems since the days when he was himself an active Salvation Army soldier in England. In fact, Paul has become something of a celebrity across America in the last few years as he's battled truly crippling weight problems. At one stage, he was completely bedridden and weighed over 70 stone. That's 980 pounds or nearly 450 kilos. Paul was known at that time as the world's fattest man. But he's battled this problem like a true hero and recently underwent surgery in America. A battle that's captured the public's attention in a great way. And like I said, he's become something of a TV and newspaper celebrity as people have wanted to share his wonderful story. And I'm delighted to be able to play this piece for you today, Paul. And I hope that others may also be helped as we contemplate now Jesus' wonderful love for us all. For he truly is the compassionate Christ.
if I ask him to receive me, will he say me nay? Not till earth and not till heaven pass away. Dean Goffing's setting of that wonderful old hymn brings Jesus and his never-ending love so close to us all. And I pray right now that you all rest secure in the knowledge that he will indeed never turn any of us away if we ask him for that love, the compassionate Christ. And I'd like to thank Bandmaster Howard Evans for sending me that recording that we just heard of the Boscombe Band playing the beautiful piece on their CD, Sanctuary. Once again, on the podcast page, I've placed links for that CD and its successor, Sanctuary 2, which was released earlier this year, should you wish to purchase them. I hope that each of these Going to the Army podcasts are a celebration of army music old and new. We do truly have such a wonderful heritage of music to use and enjoy. To me, use is the more important word, for the composers have always given of their time and talents to give us these words and music to be sung and played for the extension of God's kingdom. God speaks to me through army songs written nearly 150 years ago just as much as he does through songs that are still being composed today and all exist for the purpose of bringing souls nearer to the Lord that we love and serve. The Salvation Army is, as we all know, very much a serving organisation and one of the slogans we've used over the past few decades really marries the reason for our existence with the serving nature of the Salvation Army. With heart to God and hand to man is a phrase long used in the army to describe our expression of worship through service. And I was asked a few years ago to write a song with that theme. And it's my privilege to share that song with you all today. Heart to God and hand to man. Shelter for the homeless, comfort for their pain, hope that men may turn from hate and search for God again. Food to satisfy the hungry, love to meet the need of a world that hurts from day to day in hatred, war and greed. Heart to God and hand to man. I give you my will, surrender all my life to your plan. Wherever you need me, I want to be there. My life on your altar, listen to my prayer. I give you my way. 
brings us once again to the last item in this edition of Going to the Army. I'd like to offer my additional thanks to my friend Morvin Finch from Woodbridge Corps, who kindly lent me his copy of Emil Soderstrom's biography recently. What with the move and everything else, I'm afraid I haven't managed to get all the way through it yet, but I've read enough to make me appreciate much more the great music written by this largely unsung Salvation Army composer. And we started this podcast with one of his marches, and we end here with perhaps his most well-known march. Here's Minneapolis the Fourth to end the podcast, and all it leaves is for me to wish you all a great month, and may God richly bless you and all that each of you do in his service. Until next time. Cheerio. (laughs) 